And a very good morning to you. And the stressless in studio this morning is Ben City Manager Eric King. Eric, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Big meeting last night. It was a long one, for sure. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. discussed. Yeah, We've been talking all morning about this automated traffic, tr basically catching traffic violators automatic, uh, automated with cameras and yeah. And the police department doesn't even have anything to do with it. They just got a cut of the money. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say nothing. I mean, I think that there's, yeah, the, the, the trend is you hire a vendor to help with this. And really, just to, to make sure it's clear, it's really about behavior. We have a speeding problem in Bend, and we're looking to uh, add more tools to our toolbox. This isn't the only one, but uh, to really change that behavior. We've got some severe crashes, speeding problems. Of course, the Parkway, 3rd Street, Reed Market, Bond, um, Greenwood, et cetera. So the intent last night was to just, we're, we're just exploring it. So council said, yeah, we're interested in, in exploring this as a tool. Um, the, the idea is it's cost neutral. It's not a money-making thing. It's really about, again, changing that behavior, creating more of a safe uh, transportation system. Um, and, and the idea is that the... Uh, there's both two tools. There's the, the red light camera. If you run a red light, it will catch that, uh, as well as um, speeding cameras strategically placed where the data shows that where we have a problem uh, and uh, really hoping to drive down that behavior. For years, the Bend Police Department's approach was we want it to be personal. We're going to pull you over and we're going to educate you about what you did wrong and try yeah. to why the change. That's, that's the ideal, um, I think. But Bend has grown pretty significantly. Uh, the speeding problem has gotten worse. Um, we, we still need to do that for... There, so this doesn't solve all the problems. I mean, we still have a major problem with DUIs in our city. We need to focus more there. Uh, those, those calls and responding to those calls take a lot more time. Um, so just pulling people over for, for speeding and run, running red lights... Um, that's a fairly, you know, narrow kind of scope, but there's other major safety issues that we're wanting to make sure that we dedicate our resources towards. Is our police department fully staffed now? For years it was understaffed. Yeah. Yeah. We've really caught up over the last couple of years. We've put a, an excellent hiring uh, program in place and, you know, we have some turnover vacancies here and there, but for the most part, we're fully staffed. Part of this deal that we've been talking about this morning too, with the, uh, uh, traffic violations is there's a mobile unit that's part of this package. What is that for and how does that work? Right. So the mobile unit really is for speeding in residential zones uh, near schools. So state law really guides a lot of the use of automated traffic enforcement tools. So it's not a free for all. Um, and, and that, that you have the ability to, to move it around to, to where the you know, issues are um, sort of similar to you see those flashing uh, speed indicators that similar kind of concept, but in this case, you know, if you are speeding, uh, if you're the state law says it has to be over 11 miles, uh, more than 11 miles from the posted speed limit, uh, and then the the ticket is issued. Okay, the, one of the interesting things that I find about this is this this company that you're looking at, or the police department's going to investigate. It's basically diminishing returns. If they do their job well, they're out of business. Yeah. How does that work? Well, I mean, the intent is to only have it for a few years to really, again, address the behavior. And then hopefully you've, you've created a culture where, uh, you know, some of those those issues go away. Um, this is, you know, there's, we call it three legs of the stool, engineering, enforcement, and education. All three need to work together to address speeding issues. So enforcement's only one piece of it. And this is just one piece of that enforcement tool. So there's, you know, other other things that need to be done to make intersections safer, 
um, to you know make uh, roadway design you know just address some of those issues as well. I know there were, we're a ways away from actually implementing this, but uh, will the public have an opportunity to say yay or nay? Yeah, the the intent last night was as we explored it, we asked council what kind of engagement they would like to have, and we have existing committees. Uh, we have a police chief's advisory committee that has community members on it, but will be involved. Um, we have a human rights and equity commission to make sure that we're addressing concerns of equity. And then um, we have neighborhood associations as well. Neighborhood associations might have some say into, you know, where they'd like to place uh, some of the, you know, like the speed trailer, et cetera. They've, they've been involved in um, other traffic safety issues and helping us build safer crossings and things that address uh, kind of more residential neighborhood safety. What's the timeline look like? Uh, probably this, oh, that engagement will take place over the spring and summer, and then we'll bring back some of that feedback to council. Uh, uh, with uh, you know any type of changes uh, that's reflecting the, that feedback, and then our intent would be to issue a request for proposals uh, to engage a vendor to help deploy the system if we decide to move forward after after that engagement. Okay, last night's meeting also uh, SDCs were brought up. Yes, it's been a year long project uh, working on modernizing. These are fees that developers pay when they build a new building. Um, to assess their impact on growth for things like parks, sewer, uh, water, and, and roads. Um, it, it's been a while since they've been updated. Every five, 10 years, we go through a cycle and making sure that the list of projects, the, you know, the new road here, the new pipe here, sewer treatment plant adding capacity, all that, uh, those, those projects determine uh, what revenue we need to capture to then uh, assess uh, at the time of growth and it's a complicated methodology so if you're building a house you pay a fee based on uh, the trips that you're generating and those trips are based on a engineering manual that a lot of cities use to assess kind of your share of the impact of growth so last night we um, you know, presented that kind of final package ultimately we had a pretty robust public comment period and some uh, we're going to uh, take some time and digest some of those comments, which included uh, a lot of impact for commercial buildings. So commercial building SDCs are, are going up because there was some decisions made back way in 2003 to lower rates. And there's some reconciling now that those rates were sort of artificially lower than what they would have been otherwise. Um, so trying to create a, more of a, a phase-in approach uh, to soften that sticker shock from uh, you know, going from this deflated to, you know, now what is more of a, a normal assessed charge. So SDCs are not one size fits all. It's not one size fits all. I think the main, main driver in updating the SDCs this time around was looking at housing. We're in a housing crisis. Uh, we want to do everything we can to make housing more affordable. So we created a tiered system. So there's, there's actually quite a bit of a decrease of SDC payments if you're building smaller housing units. So uh, anything less than 2,200 square feet, you're going to see a decrease in the amount that you pay today. Um, so that, that's been the focus. Uh, and I think people are appreciative that there's a lot of uh, consensus on moving forward with, with that part of the proposal. It's just this commercial aspect that is, it, some are going up, some are going down. It's, it's kind of a mixed bag and it's kind of complicated, but uh, we're taking a little more time to, to digest those comments. Were there other um, discussions about housing and, and trying to, uh, Im I guess, uh, what am I trying to say, encourage more housing with tax incentives? Yeah, there was a work session last night too. I think we've had some recent experience with a multiple unit property tax exemption. So think of projects like Jack Straw and 
um, uh, their pl platform that's, these are uh, apartment complexes that uh, are in the core. So the city developed a program a couple of years ago called MUPTI, and that uh, provides a property tax exemption for up to 10 years. Um, it's those projects mainly are in an area where we have a tax increment financing district, which means the reinvestment of that added tax revenue helps to build infrastructure. Uh, by having that exemption, it has some interplay and allows it, it, what it means is that we don't build as much infrastructure in that area. So we need to think carefully about tax incentive is the bottom line. And so what we did last night is that we want to look more broadly at programs and maybe do more site specific programs. Um, uh, and look at some different tools available. And council was um, amenable to that. We're going to pause uh, or put a, an ordinance that would suggest pausing the multiple unit property tax or MUPTI program at the next council meeting. The, with Jackster in particular, uh, they needed to get approval. Was it three different taxing districts, schools, parks, and the city? Yeah, yeah. And they didn't get that before they started. Right. So the building's two stories, three stories up. Yep. And if somebody yep. had said no. And, and, and I think council made a point at that. That was not a, a good move on the part of the developer to, to apply after they had started. I think there was some, um, uh, you know, they, they, had, they had thought that, well, the program was in place and it wasn't as discretionary as it was. Uh, but as you said, there, there needs to be 51% of the taxing districts. So look at your total tax bill. Those that add up to 51% need to say yes. Um, which that that's happened. So both Jack Straw and the pl project platform projects have been approved. And we've got two more in the queue um, that have applied. And so we what we said is we, we want to process those two applications. But then we're, we're done. The, the project, the program, the incentive has been successful at catalyzing development and creating more housing units. It was never intended to be deed restricted affordable housing. I mean, the, uh, there are community benefits for the project. Um, that, you know, to, 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 so there's some trade-offs there, but it's a fairly blunt to other, other tool, other cities use that tool, um, uh, all across the state. So, you know, I think it's intended, it met some of its goals, but we need to sort of pause it for right now. All right. Ben City Manager, Eric King, a lot going on as always in the, uh, in the city. Appreciate you taking the time to come in. Thank you. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND. Good morning.